we, we take the upward compatibility of your data as you move through the life cycle of software with PTC extremely seriously. We, we don't just say, hey, we think it's a great idea for all your data to be upward compatible into the latest version of our CAD product. We actually guarantee it. Hello, and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. I'm Justin Oxner, here with Matt Anderson. Today, we're joined by Brian Thompson, PTC's CAD Division Vice President and General Manager. We're going to talk about a number of products, including Creo, that PTC offers, how Dactronics uses these products, and much more. And we're here today with Brian. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Great to be here with you guys today. It's uh, going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about some PTC stuff and, and the programs that you guys have that Dectronics uses and things like that. But first, Matt's with me here. Matt Anderson, how you doing? <laughs> hey, everyone. How you doing? Good. Hey, good. Okay. Um, let's start with Brian and, and your background. So you're with PTC. Can you tell us what you do with PTC and how long you've kind of been in that role? Yeah, sure. Sure. It's, um, it's been a little over 13 years now at, at PTC. I, I, um, very excited to be the leader of PTC's Creo CAD business here. I've been doing that for about the last six years, but I think, you know, what's maybe really interesting for your audience is I actually have more time in industry, you know, doing what, you know, all the folks at Dectronics do, at least in the engineering department to before coming to PTC. So I spent 16 years in industry as a mechanical engineer and, and, um, you know, sort of got a love for product management in the semiconductor market. I was an engineer in the semiconductor market and turns out that product managers have to be super technical and <laughs> they have to be super technical at PTC as well. And that's how I, I came to PTC as a product manager and, and uh, grew up in the, in the pro engineer days of PTC as a product manager. And then, like I said, got the opportunity to be the lead of PTC's Creo business about, about six years ago. So that's who I am. It's uh, great to be here. I love empathizing and talking to our customers and love talking about how they use Creo. Okay. And, um, Dactronics is working with PTC as well, using some different programs. Um, do you know how long the, the history goes back with Dactronics or, or with your history with Dactronics? Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's a great question because we have actually have a really proud history of being a, uh, a supplier, if you will, to Dactronics, but I would say more a partner of Dactronics because, um, I think it goes back to 1996, it's a long time. And, you know, I was very much a new engineer back in those days. I was out of college <laughs> then. <laughs> and, um, uh, we were together using the same product in different parts of, of, you know, the industry, uh, that Dectronics team and me as, as an engineer at Pitney Bowes at the time. And, uh, so at that time it was called pro engineer, you know, it was pro engineer CAD product. And over the years, the partnership between PTC and Dectronics has continued to grow. It's been really, really great. And, um, uh, they've stayed with us until now and actually have gone from pro engineer to wildfire and now to, to Creo parametric. And so it's, uh, it's been an amazing journey together and we're really happy to still have Dectronics as a, a really strong and well-valued, um, company and, and customer. And you kind of touched it a little bit, you know, um, finding out about a while back of us maybe using some of the same tools and whatnot, but can you maybe take us back to how did that relationship actually start with Dactronics? Like, how did you, I mean, Justin and I are in marketing, so we're always curious, like, how did you first mm -hmm. hear about Dactronics? Was it, some people say, because they see it on a scoreboard or whatever, but kind of how did, how did your group kind of get started with Dactronics? Well, it, you know, 
because I've only been in this leadership role at PTC for about, for about six years, I can tell you my initial introduction to Dactronics was out in, out in industry, like paying attention to different companies out there that do what Dactronics does. And then it just so happened that we have a really, really great relationship with some folks in Dactronics, not me directly, but some members of my team have really great relationships with some of the core engineering leadership and uh, folks within the Dactronics team. And, you know, I would say three or four years ago, we were headed down the path of releasing a really cool new technology and and got a chance to um, connect with uh, with Randy, Randy Sokup uh, from mm-hmm. your team. Uh, and that has started kind of, I would say, like a reinvigoration of the relationship between PTC and, and Dactronics because, um, you know, the Dactronics team has been really, really progressive with wanting to adopt new technologies. And uh, we're always looking for, for customers that have been partnered with us for a long, long time uh, to try to uh, engage with them and customers that have been with us for a long time are really valuable in giving us really, really great insights into the product. And so that's, that's kind of how we got re-engaged. It was, um, you know, I'd say a reinvigoration of investment in new technology here at PTC and, and a willing partner that had a lot of experience, you know, offering the opportunity to give us direct, honest, you know, feedback about, uh, about how we were working on those new technologies. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll get into the, the different, you know, pieces of software and stuff and, and ways that sure. we work together, but it's kind of the, you know, to, I think it's an, uh, oversimplification to say there's a lot of da- data being exchanged, right? Because of yeah. the amount of technical things that we have to do as well with these programs. Um, in a world, I would say even right now where everything's always so subscription based, you can cancel next month, start again the next month. When you're dealing with this amount of data, I got to imagine that has a reason why, you know, there is such a long-term relationship that you look for with companies like Dectronics, right? Actually, that's a really good point. I mean, and, and I, I failed to mention it as part of the long history together. You know, one of the things that's really, really important to us, and I think companies like Dectronics have come to appreciate it, is we, we take the upward compatibility of your data as you move through the life cycle of software with PTC extremely seriously. We, we don't just say, hey, we think it's a great idea for all your data to be upward compatible into the latest version of our CAD product. We actually guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Like if 100% of your data doesn't come forward, I can tell you we will make it happen. Like we're, we're not, we don't compromise on that. It has to happen. We do not allow old data to, to not work in our new systems. And I'm funny, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story about that because it was really kind of cool. We have a customer who um, had an old Unix workstation in, in like Sweden, open up a model from pro engineer version seven, which is from the late eighties in Creo seven, which we released a little over, you know, about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And he actually couldn't record video on the Silicon graphics machine. So he had to take a <laughs> screenshot with his phone of the screen on the Silicon graphics machine, showing the model in pro engineer seven in the middle of editing a feature, showing that the dimensions and everything about the geometry was exactly the same next to a picture in Creo seven. We're talking almost 30 years later, right? Or more <laughs> wow. than 30 years later, exactly the same and it was it actually is up on our blog on the ptc blog you can find it it was exactly what we mean when we say we are committed to 100 percent data upward compatibility pro engineer 7 from the late 80s to creo 7 you know a year and a half ago 2020 just an amazing amazing story that's how committed we are and i think that's why dectronics and many other customers that started with us in the 90s 
are still with us. We take their data really, really seriously. Yeah, that's that's an awesome story. We're going to have to find that that blog post and link to it here in the show notes so that people can <laughs> yeah, see what yeah, we're we talking can, about. Peter can definitely help you link with that. It's an amazing, it's an amazing story. The, the, the images just blow your mind when you see how engineers <laughs> worked on Silicon Graphics workstations. I can imagine it's really, it's really something. I can imagine it took about a half hour to boot up too. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just amazed the guy kept that hardware around for that yeah, time. No it was very nostalgic. Yeah. So, so you mentioned a couple product names there, from Pro Engineer to Creo. Can you tell us a little bit about what those pro- programs do and and how it helps companies like Dactronics? So originally when PTC was founded, uh, the P, T, and C stood for Parametric Technology Corporation. And the singular product that we brought to market at the time was called Pro Engineer. It's a 3D CAD product. And, you know, the primary reason why that product just completely took off in the market was because at the time, the state of the art was doing design as an engineer in 2D. And it was absolutely remarkable, groundbreaking technology to be able to do it in three dimensions, and have the engineer be able to see everything about the design there in front of him or her in three dimensions, because it opened up an incredible uh, array of opportunities to basically, you know, eliminate design errors uh, that were really difficult to catch in 2D and do all those, do all of the design in 3D. Not only that, once you have a full 3D definition of the product, now you can do things like, you know, simulation, you can do manufacturing process development, you can do a lot of other uh, complementary things, all with the 3D model. And, you know, that's how the digital thread was formed and so on and so forth. But the original product at Parametric Technology Corporation from the 80s was Pro Engineer. And that is the first product from PTC that Dectronics actually started to use. Okay. It was called Pro Engineer at the time. And then over time, we rebranded a couple times and the product has, has evolved since then. Okay. So it has evolved into Creo Parametric, correct? And that, and that has, um, yep. I think you said some simulation form to it. Is that correct? It does. And, and, you know, this is an important part as, as, as the overall CAD market has matured, customers have expected more and more from, uh, from their CAD product. And one of the important things that we did, and we actually partnered with some folks on the, on the Dectronics team in particular, uh, Randy was to, uh, really dig in on the use of simulation as part of the design process. So the design engineers can get feedback as they design, um, as to whether or not the part will meet say structural requirements or maybe thermal requirements or what have you, if they understand what those requirements are, you can actually ask the simulation technology that we have built into Creo Parametric to tell you whether or not the design changes that you're making as you design the product are actually getting you closer to your requirements or actually making it more difficult uh, uh, for you to hit your requirements. It's really great simulation technology. You don't need to be an expert to use it. You just need to understand like what are the requirements of your design and you can get this live feedback. That's why we call the product Creo Simulation Live. It's a, a live simulation engine that we've integrated deeply into Creo. And you, and you talked about working with people on with electronics about these different things because we install, you know, our products, our displays in a variety of different areas. And mm-hmm. even hearing you saying, yeah, it's important to really know the structure of this and this because we work with, you know, center hung displays where that's very important, the structure of it, not just for safety things, but right, it also has to meet certain requirements of weight that it can be supported by the roof. And then you also, I think I, I heard something about like, um, for like, how can it do with with heat or anything. So sometimes we install obviously things in really hot temperature climates or even things on like cruise ships where they go in through various different climate changes and things. But yeah. So are you talking about um, 
testing the heat and how they perform like after installation or is it during the manufacturing process as well? No, it'd be mostly uh, for, for this type of simulation, it would be mostly, you know, how does a, um, an input of a certain amount of heat in one area change the temperature throughout the structure in other oh. areas and, and how might that change in temperature then affect the performance of the product, right? It's that kind of thermal, oh. thermal modeling. Yeah, we, we do other types of simulation that can help design engineers and manufacturing engineers work together to optimize how a part might be manufactured. We do do that. Um, but as far as what the core uh, everyday uh, use case is for the design engineer, it's more about predicting how the product will behave under the condition you expect you know, the product to see when it's in the field. Yeah, that's really cool. That makes me think that ties yeah. in with a lot of what Dactronics does too, right? I mean, we have our reliability lab, but like you said, it's a lot of the predicting. We want to be able to think of all the problems that might happen mm-hmm. and, and get ahead of it uh, before then. Cause you're oh, even talking about what are the different temperatures and how they can, how they can change. Cause we have to think about that in arenas, right? When they go yep. from an NHL facility to a NBA facility or any hockey to basketball where all of a sudden it goes from cold to heated and you got to make sure that everything can actually perform the way it's supposed to in those scenarios. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's, it's expensive to build prototypes and test them. And we're not going to suggest for one moment that uh, simulation would completely replace the process Mm -hmm. of building prototypes and test them. But wouldn't it be great if just about every time you built a prototype and tested it, because you had done the simulation work and you had tweaked your design according to the results of the simulation, that the prototype testing you did was merely just a validation that the simulation was right. Mm-hmm. So you only have to do it once and then you can move on and, you know, sort of finalize the product and get it ready for production. That, that's really the goal. We don't, we don't expect yet. Most companies don't yet completely replace prototype testing with a simulation, but they have significantly reduced the cost and time to market associated with large scale prototype testing by using simulation. And that's kind of the primary use case and value, right? It's, yeah. Reduce time to market, of course, improve quality, but make sure that your product's not going to run into a problem in the hands of, uh, of the customer. Yeah. And, and beforehand, like you said, before it gets to the customer, you do that simulation and, and that testing to, to try and streamline the process and make it easier before it's installed somewhere and, and relied upon to, to work. Um, so yeah, you got it. Let's, let's move on to some other products that we, I believe we're using for, for data or lifecycle management. Um, I believe we're using a windshield product. Can you tell us a little bit about that one? Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny because, because, um, Dactronics goes pretty far back with us here as well. It's, it's, uh, and it's, it's a nod to the level of sophistication of design at Dactronics. I mean, your team builds pretty big, large, um, products that have lots of parts. There are large assemblies there. There's a lot of components to keep track of. And, you know, you want to have a robust process for controlling all of that. And that's what product lifecycle management is for. And that's what windshield helps you do. It helps you manage all of the variations of your design. It helps you manage the process of delivering the product to market. And uh, it's really, really world-class and deeply integrated into Creo. And it helps you really establish the digital thread now because windshield is a way for the entire organization to access all of the latest information about the design. The entire organization, whether you're in manufacturing, whether you're in service, of course, if you're in engineering as part of the development team, everybody can see what the latest version of the design is, access that, know they have the latest data at their fingertips, 
and, and, you know, kind of move through the process of whatever it is they're doing with confidence that they have the latest information. And Windchill has been a part of the story in some form or another. It used to be called Intralink, I think, in the early days. Mm. It's been a part of the story of Dectronics for a long time as well. It's absolutely critical part of really any reasonably sized company's ability to sort of just keep everything on track, keep everything organized and, and, you know, deliver products to market with a really repeatable process time and time again. And I'm trying to think, you know, just understanding kind of how all these things work together. So Creo is used a lot for designing. We've talked about the simulation side of it, trying to visualize how is it going to look with all these things. And then Windchill is essentially the information about the products then to anybody within the company that may need to know about that. Like a blueprint, so to speak? More like a repository and a process manager. It's a place where Creo's CAD data is stored along with any other relevant product information about, about the, about the products you're building is stored. And it's uh, you could think of it as the, the single source of truth, if you will, of, of where product information is managed for the company that okay. everybody knows to go to, to get the latest information. I like that. A single source of truth. That's what we've <laughs> that got here. That is a good one. Yeah, I like that quote. Cause yeah. it's, I mean, I'd ask those and you even touched on people that need to know about this, whether it's the engineers putting things together and then people in the services group, right? If they do have to service it in the field, they need the right information. And then um, even down into manufacturing, I got to imagine if, if you're down in the manufacturing line and you don't have um, the latest version of something mm-hmm. and you maybe put, put something together a little bit differently because it's based on an old blueprint, then obviously, oh, yeah. like we're saying, you get out in the field, it's going to cause a lot more problems. It's a lot, it's a lot harder situation to fix the further down the road it gets. So when you try to get this information, Oh, you're trying to make sure everyone gets it and it's the most up-to-date every single time. Yeah, you said a really, really important thing there that I, wanna, that I wanted to actually double down on, and that is the later you find the problem, the more costly it is to fix. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's, right. it's actually really expensive to figure out that you've been manufacturing something the wrong way on the manufacturing floor because they didn't have access to Windshield to get the latest product data. Mm-hmm. But imagine how much more costly it is if you're in the middle of an install Oh my goodness. Right. And now you're, oh. you're out in the field. How are you going to address that? So Winchell is at the center of our strategy to make sure that everybody, every stakeholder in the company has access to the single source of truth and has the latest information so that you can eliminate those really the amount of process issues, right? That just mm-hmm. keeping everybody up to date uh, is really important. And we're exceptionally good at Winchill at managing the revert, the revisions, the versions of Creo the data, that everybody knows, hey, this is the version we're on, this is the latest release version, and so we're going to manufacture to this documentation, we're going to install to this documentation, and everybody, again, can do that with, you know, with confidence. Yeah, and you're, you're, you're definitely right, as in when you're on-site installing something and then the problem comes up, how big of a, a pain that is, but then my mind oh, immediately goes boy. to, let's say it's the first issue of that, my mind would immediately go to, oh no, like how many of these projects exactly. did we do this for, right? And <laughs> yeah, then you immediately exactly. try to jump ahead of those issues happening, but you're still not even ahead. You're still, they're probably still out in the field. Now you got, now you're just playing catch up for a long time. Right. And you're yeah, talking absolutely. about the, the installation side. It doesn't just stop to say, oh, okay, we have to take the time to figure out this problem. It takes the time to, to go get the right parts to figure it out. It delays installation and everything else. So making sure everything's right on site, like, like uh, Brian was saying here, the later you find it out, the more costly, <laughs> yes. the more costly oh, that yeah. mistake is. <clears throat> yep. 
So this, these, these products are all about minimizing those mistakes, keeping the most up-to-date data and information in front of everybody that needs it from engineering and design all the way down to um, installation on site. Um, you and, got it. And we've been now write marketing materials for Winchell. You got it. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Didn't, didn't realize I was given a full tagline there. No. <laughs> but um, there's there's even more that you guys are working on, and you're you're always on the, the the cutting edge of innovation and trying to keep things flowing well. And and Dactronics is looking to do that same type of thing and keep up with uh, what's happening and stay on the front edge of things. And I believe we've even tested out some some augmented reality that comes from your programs. Can mm-hmm. you tell us about that? Yeah, it's it, it's it's an it's an area of research for us as well. Though we've actually started to formalize some products in the market in the augmented reality area. And again, working with a customer like Dectronics, who's looking to push the the uh, out to the leading edge, is is great. You know, and we started with our augmented reality technology in Creo to just give design engineers access to you know maybe do some ad hoc collaboration with augmented reality technology. So basically, the way it works is. We've integrated our Vuforia technology into Creo. Vuforia is just a brand for our augmented reality suite of products. And it's a very basic integration, but it actually is super powerful. You can take anything you're looking at in Creo, and it's available to anybody who has a seat of Creo. It's, uh, it's available in the product. You can take that from the screen in front of you in Creo into the real world at scale automatically, really at the push of a button. You can publish that as a augmented reality experience to a server that PTC manages. Now I want to, before your compliance people get really excited here, (laughs) I want to make sure you understand that um, actually none of your geometry data is moved anywhere. We actually just, just, you could imagine we're just publishing out um, visual information, just triangles. It's just so that it can be viewed, right? So there's mm-hmm. no geometry data, no intellectual property actually shared. It's just, what does it look like? It's just visual data. Right. Mm-hmm. But the great thing about it is once it's on our, our cloud-based service, all you need to do is share a link. And anybody with an iPhone or an Android device can receive that link, use a free viewer that mm-hmm. they can download from the appropriate app store and uh, see the product at scale there in augmented reality. It's really, really cool. And in particular for products whose scale is hard to imagine when you're sitting there in front of a, you know, a 15 inch monitor, mm-hmm. it's really helpful. And so for Dectronics screens, I imagine it's super valuable for folks that are maybe just getting used to understanding what Dectronics does to yeah. get a sense of the size and scale of what it is you do by seeing that you know, in its full glory in an augmented reality view right there in front of you. Really, yeah. We, really cool stuff. We've got an example of that and I'm going to use Randy's words. We, we used it as a proof of concept. I believe that's, that's <laughs> the go. terminology he used, but, um, he, uh, worked with me on a blog post to, to highlight this, um, with PTC actually to show what, a, a center hung would look like. And mm-hmm. he took some screenshots cause he sent it to himself and he went outside and clicked the link on his phone. And then he saw the center hung hanging over his house in the correct data size that um, was, <laughs> exactly. was outputted by Creo there. And, and he kind of walked around and looked at it from different angles on his phone to see what it would look like uh, kind of hanging above his house there. And, and I believe we we're starting to test that out to see if we can use that to show customers uh, send them a link and say, here, click this link while you're in your arena and then look up at the center hung. And this is what it would look like if this is the product you went with. So I think we're looking into that as, as possibilities to help, uh, help with sales actually to say, Hey, this is what it will actually look like. Kind of replacing 
having to send a VR headset to every customer <laughs> to see what it looks right. like. So right. Kind right. Of, I mean, they're carrying in their pocket what they really need, right? Most exactly. Customers, they're just carrying it in their pocket what they need to do to do something that's just as just as good. And you know, it's a it's a great, very common engineering to sales and marketing use case. It's actually the way we see this capability in Creo uh, being used on a on a regular basis. And we do certainly a lot more in in augmented reality. Mm-hmm. That's a lot more formal to help to help uh, factory workers and even installers uh, do their job better by giving them instructions using augmented reality technology. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll connect the digital thread there. If, if, if you want us to right from uh, you know, instructions, you might have built um, using 3d technologies from PTC. Those would be connected to the augmented reality experiences. We can make all those connections, but it's very common for customers like Dactronics to get started in these sales and marketing use cases just to get their feet wet because it's right there on the product. Anybody who has access to Creo can, uh, can use it. Yeah. Cause I'm thinking we were even, I think we were talking a little bit before the show of this, and you even hit on already, Brian, is that it's very important for people to know what it's going to look like, right? Mm-hmm. So it's sure. Um, sure. whether it's just whether it's a scoreboard, a video display, customers want to know what it's going to look like in their facility. Um, and right. we've gone through things. If, if you think of Dactronics over the years, right? And we still do this. You can yeah. either get just a rendering. What does the scoreboard look like? Customer sends us a picture and we just do a 2D thing right over the top of it. Or we do a 3D fly through. Or we mentioned we, we've dabbled in the VR stuff because if it's a brand new facility, that's another thing, right? They mm-hmm. can't they can't go out and grab a picture if the facility is going to be built in three years. <laughs> they need to be able to still see what it's going right, to look like. Right. And now there's this augmented reality aspect to this. And there's a couple of things I kind of picked up on when we're talking about all this was that also this is based on accurate data because it's very important for us is that if mm-hmm. a customer agrees to go with us for a project, that what we showed them whether it's during the sales presentation or whenever a uh, marketing literature we send them, that that's what it's going to look like when it's installed, right? We always do the, I think we've joked before. It's not like that, uh, that website that shows the before and after of like fast food pictures versus what they <laughs> <Yeah>. actually get. <laughs> it's like, Oh, here's, yeah, that's a big Mac. That's what it shows on the menu. And then here's what it actually looks like when you get it right. Like right. you're trying to avoid that type of stuff, um, by being accurate. And then the, the second thing, I don't know if, I want to add a little bit more to this, but when you were saying how there's no proprietary information shared, I know that's very important to us as well, because sometimes we'll come up with very unique designs, right? And we don't want someone to be able to all of a sudden grab the file or the link to this and all of a sudden be able to recreate it, but with cheaper parts and not as reliable. So (laughs) it's one of these, I'd like to tell you, I think you said a triangle is just a triangle is what you said. Yeah. Yeah, it's just to be able to view the information. In fact, while you're viewing it on the phone, right, we stream those triangles down to your phone. And then when you're done viewing, they're gone. Even the triangles don't stay on your phone. It's really, really secure. We've done a nice job, nice job with that. Nothing is, uh, it's only there as you're viewing it and it's, and it's gone and you can't do anything with those triangles because they're sitting there in the, the device. It's not usable to recreate anything. It's savable. It's just, just there for you to view it and experience it. And And like you said, it's, built though perfectly to scale directly from the CAD data. Yeah. The CAD data stays in Creo. That's that's awesome. It's <laughs> it's just all tied together and and correct as as you move forward, right? <laughs> right. Um, and exactly. I think you were touching on the different uses of augmented reality for even in the manufacturing process to see, okay, yep. these parts are supposed to fit together and look like this. And I could pull that up mm-hmm. on my phone and say, it's this looks correct. Okay, I'm building this correctly. Um, are there mm-hmm. other other parts of of your your product offering that really hit on the um, the manufacturing side? I think I've heard heard of something called Kepware. Did I pronounce that right? <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I mean, you're now getting into a completely different part of PTC's business where we help customers with, um, you know, connecting either their factories or their products uh, with IoT technology, right? So Kepware and ThingWorks are our two IoT brands that we have. Kepware is really more about um, interacting directly with the machines that are on your floor in a way that allows us to bring all the information out to like an IoT hub and so that you can monitor and track say the performance of various departments in your factory look for um, bottlenecks in those performance uh, in, in the performance of the, of the factory and, and try to uh, implement corrective actions to improve throughput in factories. We, we find that there is a tremendous amount of um, untapped throughput in factories. Every time we talk to manufacturing executives that just as long as they can have a consistent way of analyzing and rectifying those problems, they can, tap into that instead of having to, you know, invest in more capital or what have you to, uh, to drive, uh, more throughput in their, in their environments. And you, and I think, uh, you may mention this a little bit too, but the importance of not physically having to be there. Cause I know it can either be the manufacturing process can be That's multiple right. different buildings or one really big building. And it's hard to just say, we got to walk around and see these problems as they yeah. come up to be able to have something to tell you has got to be pretty beneficial. No, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You could, you could tie together, or compare similar lines across multiple buildings, or you could do an entire department in one building. It's, it's up to you how you want to start. Most, uh, you know, most companies start out with a hypothesis that says, you know, I think that there are some problems here. We've had trouble getting our arms around them. And so we're going to start monitoring whatever it is, this department, this area, or these various lines across these all across these plants. And let's just see what bringing all that data together can tell us and let's start working through some corrective actions and see if we can drive some change. There's always a hypothesis. hypothesis. We've given you a really great platform with, you know, machine connectivity and Kepware and then really some solutions that we're building on top of our ThingWorks uh, platform to help you really analyze, understand, and take action. There's a common thing I, I, I'm hearing too in our discussion here today is that you want to you want to fix things either before they happen or right away when they happen. Whether it was that we said yep. on, on site when it's being installed, but uh-huh. you're even saying like while it's in manufacturing, being able to know when something's not going right, so you don't keep doing it, and then maybe you, exactly. you analyze it every week, and then yeah. by that time you already have a lot of waste from from not doing that. That's right. That's right. It's a good point. And then I'm even wondering, um, so a lot of these things tying together and it's again, a, a oversimplification is what I'm saying because <laughs> there's obviously a lot more to us. So you're talking from a top to down. Um, there's a lot of data and it's just thinking of this. I think we've used the term digital thread, right? It's, you mentioned different pieces of software, but as PTC as a whole is trying to make sure that all this data within, I mean, just saying Dactronics, right? Because obviously... That's our example. That's today. our example. Yeah. And we work there, so we're a little more familiar with it. But um, sure. the sheer amount of data that I think of just our company is astronomical. I feel like it's so much in our processes. And I'm just kind of curious even too, like a company like PTC, obviously every customer is very custom, right? Like you have these these mm-hmm. pieces of software. I'm just kind of curious, like how, how are you guys able to do that? I mean, you have this digital thread, but you can you can apply what you're saying to Dactronics to other companies as well, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it's a fair point. I mean, one of the reasons why companies like Dactronics have stayed with us is, uh, you know, we've proven that we can scale with their needs with, with our technology platforms. Windchill is incredibly scalable. Creo is incredibly scalable. Thingworks is native, you know, on, on, on the internet, the IOT platform that's incredibly scalable. And so, um, the, benefit of of this 
um, access we have to all these different markets all over the world is we get pushed by everybody. You know, you can, you can build a plane in Creo, mm-hmm. you can build a power plant in Creo, <laughs> and you can build a phone in Creo, right? You could design a ladder in Creo. Um, <laughs> same, and I, I could, I could, I could say the same thing for managing the data of all those things in, in Windchill. I, I've seen some, you know, absolutely massive assemblies managed, like millions upon millions of parts managed in Windchill, you know, designed in Creo. Now, look, you can't take Creo and Windchill out of the box and manage an assembly with 10 million parts. Mm-hmm. You have to do some special work to set that up and do that right. Mm-hmm. But it's doable. You can do it. I know customers who are doing it. Like, absolutely massive assemblies. You need to use special techniques and so forth. But the point is, we've been doing this for a long time and we've been pushed by some of the best most challenging use cases that, that you might ever run across. And, right. um, you know, Dactronics has done a great job, I'll say, of applying best practices and using our technology well. I mean, we're constantly improving Creo, and I think Dactronics has got a healthy, you know, connection into PTC and my team to make sure they're staying up to date. And, uh, you know, we're always, we're always continuing to improve Creo and Windchill and and as you get more down the road, our augmented reality and IoT technologies, and it's, it's helpful to have a partnership where you can stay up to date because um, there's always new things to learn and keep getting better. But trust me when I tell you that uh, being in business for 30 years here, we've seen a lot of big accounts mm-hmm. really push us to manage lots of data on their behalf. Well, we don't really, they manage it we're using our technology, right, in their, mm-hmm. in their facilities. Yeah. And uh, I think we've learned a lot there, and, and uh, it's great to have companies like Tektronics with us for so long doing it so well. Yeah. And I think uh, to, to use Matt's words, oversimplification, you can think, <laughs> yeah. okay, I'm going to order a scoreboard from Dactronics or a video board and, and they're just going to make it and deliver it. And it's that simple. You're, you're hitting on all of the very, very important details that help us get from point A to point B for, for any given customer. So it's, it was, I don't know, for me, it's been kind of fascinating to hear all this backend yes. information because I mean, Matt and I have both worked at Dactronics for 14 years now, and these are a lot of things that we never thought of. No. We, you know, we think sure. we know what we build, we know what we deliver, and we talk about that in marketing terms on a daily basis. But to hear the the detailed background of it and how all that da- data is so important for every step of the process from A to B to get it delivered is is really, really kind of mind-blowing. It was one of those things that's yeah, like... Yeah, that's great to hear. We always knew it was important, right? But it's, yeah. I mean, even thinking about the sheer number of different products that we do make at Dactronics. It's, mm-hmm. it's everything from gas station digits. I mean, all the way to like swimming pads to billboards. I mean, like there's, there's so many things and uh, you always knew there was data going like again, over, oversimplification. there's data going on in the yeah. background and the importance of it being managed. But when you drill into it and hear how all these things work together, it's fascinating. I, I think it's really a good thing that there's a lot of engineers working at Dactronics and, and not just people like Matt yeah, and I. I know. <laughs> well, and the same thing at PTC. And let's face it, your customers benefit from the same decades of experience that Dactronics has, just like PTC's customers benefit mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. decades of experience working across, you know, multiple industries. I mean, it's, it's the same kind of thing where we're, we're, we're all trying to do a better job today than we did last year, than we did five years ago on behalf of our, the markets we serve. And thankfully both of us, Dactronics and PDC have a rich history to fall back on mm-hmm. of experience of frankly, what's worked well and what hasn't worked well, right? right. We're, all, we're all looking to continue to improve. And, and, and I think both of our customer bases, if you will, have in the markets we serve have, have benefited from 
the vast experience that both of our companies have had uh, working in our industries. Right. And, and mutually beneficial. I like, I like the way you kind of put that. Mm-hmm. And that kind of gives us a nice segue because I heard that once one time Randy was uh, on site <laughs> at PTC for a presentation and got to talking about the, the video walls you guys were using. And within the past year and a half, that kind of led to uh, an actual Dectronics installation at PTC. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the two oh, video yeah, displays is, we've installed over there? This is, this is great. This is great stuff. So I was there when our CEO was like, what are we doing with these, with these screens, with these um, lines in the middle of them? He, he really didn't like them at all. We have two, we have multiple rooms in our customer experience center up on the 17th floor that have screens in them. And some of the rooms are small enough where you just have like a simple but what really would amount to like a, a, a oversized TV in the room, but mm-hmm. some of them have massive screens. And Randy was in there at the same time our CEO was in there and our CEO was like, we got to be able to do a better job. And Randy kind of looked at him like, yeah, I think we can do a better <laughs> job here. It, it was, re- it was really, it was really something. It was really something because, because it, it was right in the middle of, of, of quite a bit of, I would say interaction that PTC and Dectronics were having that I referred to earlier in the podcast about our, our, you know, our investment in technologies and so forth. And so it was, it was the best possible situation where someone in the room actually had a solution to, you know, (laughs) a a bit of a frustration that our CEO was having about the, about the screens we were using in this center. And so, yeah, the two (laughs) biggest customer experience rooms, like the rooms where, you know, we'll sometimes have, companies that'll send 20 uh, this is pre COVID days where we're trying to get back to this, but mm-hmm. customers might send 20 representatives right from locations all over the world to our headquarters in Boston. And so we have, when company shows up like that, we will also show up with a number of executives. So you might have 30 people in the room, 10 or so from PTC, maybe 20. And they are sitting in rooms today with these massive, beautiful uh, boards from Dectronics. They're really, really, uh, really, really amazing. And I have to admit, because they were installed over the past year, I had not seen them until very recently until we started coming back in the office. And they really, they Mm -hmm. really are amazing. But the original story of how they came to be is, quite funny, right? He yeah. was like kind of raising his hand, like, I think we can do something about this. <laughs> really, really good stuff. That's awesome. And that's kind of what yeah. we're, we're, do, we're dealing with right now too, is that there's a lot of, I would say LED displays. And we're talking about the history of both of our companies, right? To what were the types of displays we were installing when, when we first started working together and where we're able mm-hmm. to install them now, right? Like we weren't able to install what sub two millimeter type ones or sub four millimeter type ones in these types of applications in the past right. where now all of a sudden we are, but people know us as maybe a, uh, the big times square jumbotron is the yeah, word that gets thrown around outdoor video, displays. big video displays and all this other stuff. And we've had other customers too, Brian, just like you guys was, I think there's even a college once where they go, Oh, you, you can do, you can do something in the lobby too. You don't just make the big video boards. Like, yeah, no, like, Technology for us has come so far that we can actually make high resolution displays now that rival these LCD walls. Cause I'm mm-hmm. sure with you guys too, being a technology company, maybe what your CEO is getting at too is when people show up and you have to worry about lines between content when it's playing on a display exactly. is probably uh doesn't equal exactly. to that expectation. But right. yeah, I know you're exactly right. It's awesome. I mean, you, uh, there's nothing like a really cool CAD demo. You know, we get Creo up on a massive screen and we're, we got, we, we crank the settings up. So reflections are high and, and lines are all super smooth and we're showing off the customer's product in our product on this big screen. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And it, it really, really comes off well. 
And uh, it's a significant step forward from what we had in those rooms, which is exactly why our CEO is like, okay, look, we got to, we got to do something here. And I'm really glad we did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great story. And it's great to hear that, that um, you're excited about that. And, and it shows what you're trying to show that high tech uh, experience with, with your customers yeah. in, in, in those spaces. Um, is there anything else that you guys are kind of working on right now or, or looking towards the future with at PTC that you can talk about without kind of giving too much away? Yeah. Oh yeah, we have to be very careful. If I was in a closed room with Randy, I might I might give him more detail than I would maybe give on this whole podcast. But listen, we 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 are super excited about you know what we just recently released with Creo Eight. Creo Eight won, won another award uh, from D three D for innovation and, and user experience. And uh, and boy, uh, with Creo Nine, you can expect you know I would say continued investment in the simulation domain, you know, this, we talked a lot about the value of simulation and, you know, we recently pivoted our strategy to work primarily with Ansys as a partner there. And boy, we're doing some cool stuff with simulation with Ansys coming in, in Creo 9, but we've got a lot of expansions of core capabilities in, in Creo 9. And also we're going to help the folks that help administer Creo um, mm-hmm. in your, in your facility. You know, when you got a lot of users, it can be painful to walk around and, and, you know, have to worry about installing the latest version of Creo. We're going to help use it, use some um, SaaS capabilities of oh, Creo okay. to help customers do a better job of just, you're going to still run Creo. You're not going to run Creo as a SaaS product, but we're going to give you the opportunity to manage all your users and deploy Creo directly from our uh, cloud platform. Um, none of your data goes on our cloud platform, but at least we can help you do a much better job of rolling out the latest version of Creo and, getting access to all your licenses and everything. It's going to be really, really cool and super useful for particularly the folks that, you know, help your design engineers get access to the latest version of Creo that, that, you know, that you want to adopt. Mm-hmm. So really excited about that. We're working on that. And it wouldn't be surprising to me to find out that we've already asked some folks at Dektronics to be, you know, guinea pigs and testing the early versions <laughs> of that. I'm sure they like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's really cool. Really cool stuff. And, you know, I, we're definitely working on a lot of stuff in the, in the Creole product, but we haven't, um, we haven't really started. Peter's giving me the eye right now. Right? <laughs> we haven't started uh, talking publicly about Creo Nine, but uh, but those are some things that we have talked about. So I'm happy to happy to give the folks a few more hints and and uh, for sure, you know, here in the next couple months, we'll be able to talk more about it as we as we head towards a release, which will be in uh, in April of next year. Nice. So you've got a few things on the horizon, big things coming ahead from from Creo and PTC and all the the product line. Um, Brian, I want to thank you for taking the time to to sit down with us and talk through all of the different products and um, from top down and data management and and all the different aspects and the real world example of how Dactronics is using those today. Um, so thank you very much for for coming on and also thank Peter for his time in the background, making everything work here and, and making sure this is yeah. possible. So thank you guys. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Thank you very much for the opportunity and uh, looking forward to sort of seeing what the reaction is of this podcast. It's really been great. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dectronics Experience Podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes. 